This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. What, what is the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial? It's been going on for a month, basically. Yeah, I, I, I've never heard more about any trial ever in my life. And it's the most, you know, I know it's How consequential. How during the OJ thing? I must have been seven or okay, something. Okay, so the, the OJ thing I heard more about. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. But this is one of the biggest televised, like, popcorn trials uh, of my lifetime as well. It's, it's, people are talking about it. It's, it's almost like it's its own TV show. It's hard to connect that this is really happening. This is reality. I'm almost uncomfortable about how much of it we've seen. You know what I mean? Like, why are we watching this? I mean, in general, like, it's weird that people are just allowed to just tune in to any trial. Well, it wasn't a great week for Amber Heard. Uh, obviously, you know by now, Johnny Depp is suing his ex, Amber Heard, for defamation. And she has been using the excuse that Johnny Depp uh, has cost her money, has cost her roles in movies and TV shows, not the other way around. And here is an executive for Warner Brothers testifying because there's a big movement to get Amber Heard kicked out of the new Aquaman movie, the sequel, Aquaman 2. She uh, was in the first one. Um, and this is an executive from, from Warner Brothers talking about whether or not Johnny Depp had any effect on her being... Uh, cut out of the sequel or her role being reduced in the sequel to Aquaman. What, if any, creative concerns did Warner Brothers have about casting Amber Heard as Mira in Aquaman 2? This is the concerns that were brought up at the wrap of the first movie, which is the issue of chemistry. Did the two have chemistry? You know, I think editorially they were able to, to make that relationship work, but there was a concern that it took a lot of effort to get there. And would we be better off recasting, finding someone who had better, more natural chemistry with Jason Momoa? Was there any other reason Warner Brothers delayed in picking up Ms. Herbert's option for Aquaman 2? No, it was all concerns about whether she was the right bit of casting for the movie. Was her compensation affected in any way by anything said by Johnny Depp? No. So this is a movie where people ride on the backs of sharks and fight each other at the bottom of the ocean. Apparently the hardest special effect was making it look like jo Jason Momoa and Amber Heard cared about each other. <laughs> <laughs> I watched the first movie. I don't really remember them ha not having chemistry or having chemistry one way or the other. Yeah. It seemed it, like a passable relationship on it, screen. It wasn't really the crux of the film. Yeah. But uh, there's, I guess, a point for Johnny Depp because they're saying... Her role being diminished has nothing to do with the fact that uh, they're in the news. Kate Moss was brought in, Johnny Depp's ex, because Amber Heard actually m mentioned in court the rumor that one time Johnny Depp pushed his ex, Kate Moss, down a flight of stairs. This is a rumor that's been going around for a while. Well, Kate Moss testified via Zoom and dispelled that one. Johnny left the room before I did and there had been a rainstorm. And as I left the room, I slid down the stairs and I hurt my back. And I screamed because I was in pain. He came running back to help me and carried me to my room and got me medical attention. Did Mr. Depp push you in any way down the stairs? 
No, he never pushed me, kicked me, or threw me down any stairs. No matter what you think about Amber Heard, it's not cool to threaten her. Of course. What do you mean? Well, apparently she's getting tons of threats. In the court of public opinion, many have been saying Johnny Depp has won. What, no matter what the, the jury decides, Johnny Depp has already won because a lot of people are, have jumped on Team Johnny during the, the course of the trial. But this isn't cool. I receive hundreds of death threats regularly, if not daily. Thousands since this trial has started people mocking my testimony about being assaulted has been agonizing, painful, and the most humiliating thing I've ever had to go through. I hope no one ever has to go through something like this. I just want Johnny to leave me alone. Sounds very emotional there. Tough, though, when, when you're dealing with actors and actresses. What do you believe? On both sides, yeah. It's hard to tell. They're both convincing, you know, to a certain extent. I find these Johnny Depp fans very weird, though, because they're like, they're sleeping outside the courthouse. I know. To get front row seats to the trial. Like, what is going on here? Like, don't you have a job? Don't you, right? <laughs> you know what's weird, though? My fiance was just cleaning out a bunch of her old stuff from her parents' place. Like, they're getting rid of a bunch of stuff down And she found a Johnny Depp kissing pillow. Close, close. She found a ring. That she got when she was like in grade six on a cocaine it. ring, Amber Heard cocaine ring. Close, no, <laughs> it's a ring and it says Mrs. Depp on it. I, it must be like a common ring that kids could buy, like little girls could buy. You know, I don't know where the heck you'd get it. Walmart Zellers back in the day, but it says Mrs. Depp, and it's like a little. So ring. Sarah is is a Johnny Depp fan. She, I don't know. I don't. I've never heard her really talk about him, but I, like she said, she found this, and uh, I don't know where my engagement ring has gone. But now she's wearing that where the engagement <laughs> ring was. Mrs. Depp. Yeah, love Johnny Depp all you want, but. You are a serious loser if you're taking time out of your day to send Amber Heard death threats. Oh, yeah, of course. Like, come on. Closing arguments. Thank goodness. This thing's wrapping up. Closing arguments begin this morning, and then the case goes to the jury. We could have a verdict in the Depp Heard trial. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Jim, I'm, uh, I'm regretting ever inviting you out to croquet. I know, I know. I, I, I caused a whole uh, fiasco last night. I felt guilty. So I play in a Thursday night croquet league with some buddies, and I brought Jim to our member guest night. Mm-hmm. It sounds a lot more uh, high class than it is. It's pretty well run, though. Like it's, it's well run. It's a ton of fun. Thing, yeah, but it's it's you know it's a, it's a party and it's, a, it's an excuse to hang out with buddies on a Thursday. Anyways, I brought Jim as my guest to the member guest, and he played really well. So one of the guys was like, "Hey, do you want to be a sub? If if someone can't make it, they can call you and you can come play for him." Well, that happened last night. Our buddy Beecher couldn't. Uh, take part in croquet jim kelly got called in and you won your group you came in first i know i know the skill is a curse because after i did it a whole argument broke out of whether a sub should be able to win and get as much points because the guy who needed the sub he should be more responsible and be here on the day a croquet day yeah if you're not playing croquet why do you get points if your sub wins 
Yeah. So after the games are over, there was literally a 45 minute debate where <laughs> one of the guys, Bitsy, was using a croquet mallet as a gavel, acting as a judge. <laughs> and people were like passing around like a talking stick. So, oh, it's my turn to talk. Everybody be quiet. It's my turn yeah, to we talk. Yeah, we were screaming at each other. Yeah. We call it a croquet league. Basically, it's an arguing league. There is a lot of arguing. There's a lot of um, protests, you call it, like rules, like some yeah. questions of rules. You make a protest. A pro- yeah, a protest. We call it a protest and then we just scream about it for two hours and we all go home I, I felt like Shaquille O'Neal like I come I'm so dominant that they have to invent oh like the boy. Shaq rule they had to, you guys have to invent the Jim Kelly rule at the croquet oh league. boy here we go subs are too good you were playing in the lower tier grouping last night just remember that yeah yeah and, and if I continued for uh, to sub in next week, oh, I'd, I'd be promoted to the upper tier, and I'd smash that one as well. I'm going to propose a motion that you're never allowed back next week. <laughs> Look what All happens. in favor? It's lonely at the top. <laughs> I want to see you peacock, cock, You peacock, cock. It's you time peacock, for sports. Cock, Taz and Jim joined peacock, by Devin Peacock, and CFL fans were on pins and needles yesterday. Would they reach a deal? Would the preseason start on time? And some good news. They did it. I didn't think they were going to get it done. I thought this was going to be a situation like uh, Major League Baseball where there were multiple final offers like we were talking uh, yesterday and this kept going and going and the start of the season was impacted. But no, Uh, in the end, uh, a little money goes a long way. Two things came to a head and this really uh, brought this deal uh, to a close. Number one, the CFL upped their ratification bonus from $1 million to $1.25 million and they came to an agreement that was kind of ingenious on the whole idea of uh, uh, the, the ratio for Canadian players. So up until now, every CFL team has to start at least seven Canadians. The league wanted to drop that down to six and what they've done is it's basically going to be six and a half. So you will have seven starters, but an American player can play half of one Canadian starter's snaps. So it works out to basically six and a half uh, right in the middle. Explain to everybody what a ratification bonus is. Essentially, it's a signing bonus. So you, you get some money. It, it's it's some money to say, hey, sign this deal. And uh, so so not every every player doesn't get $1.25 million. It's it's really, in the, in the end, it's kind of a small number. They're going to split $1.25 million. I guess a little bit more is better than the same or less, but it's a done deal. And starting tonight, CFL preseason is underway. Two games tonight, and then you've got two games tomorrow, including Hamilton home to Montreal at 7 o'clock. If you're a CFL fan, you should be ecstatic because I didn't think we were going to be here, but it's great news. This is the Taz and Jim podcast. We got a uh, an article sent our way from one of our listeners, Brandon. Says, Taz, you must be happy about this. Okay, there's there's a difference here. Um, story out of London about fireworks, Jim. Mm-hmm. I've complained in the past about fireworks being on the Monday of a long weekend because we have to go to bed and get up early the next day. Mm-hmm. Why don't they have it on the, the Sunday night? I think that should be the fireworks night on a long weekend. Mm -hmm. But I don't think fireworks should be canceled like some people do. Yeah, there's a new uh, proposal, an online 
um, petition that's trying to push for banning fireworks outright in London, Ontario. That means no sales in the city and you can never set them off unless it's like a an event and you get a permit for it. So you could still do it maybe like down by the park for May 2 for or whatever. The city yeah. could still do it. A sanctioned fireworks display. Yeah, and uh, there's, uh, there's a local uh, lady who's behind it. Uh, she, she says uh, it's it keeps people up and last time there was fireworks from 9 p.m. till 1 a.m. Now, I've lived in three different parts of the city over like the decade and is there has there ever been that many fireworks like nonstop? This is all this all seems so exaggerated to me how much of a problem it is for people. At that point, you're looking for fireworks. Yeah, yeah. Was that a is somebody making popcorn next door, or is that a firework? For Your car backfire. Oh, there's another one. Yeah, one single, one single Roman candle. Like put some, put some earplugs in. Put a pillow over your ears, or like earplugs. Like the amount of time you're taking to start this petition. Couldn't you go to Rexall? <laughs> you know, grab an earplug or two, set them by the bedside table, keep them handy for a long weekend. We posted the story on the Taz and Jim Facebook page and some pretty passionate responses here. Yeah, it's three times a year. They let off a light show for people to enjoy. Jeez, people, next they'll be canceling Christmas because wrapping paper is bad for the environment. That's also another complaint that the magnesium or whatever that comes out of the fireworks is bad for birds or something. Um Professional fireworks displays can be uh, beautiful, and the organizers take safety seriously. Fireworks should be reserved for properly trained professionals, should end sales to general public, says Steve. Mm. Let's ban fireworks, says Ahmed. Ahmed. And at the same time, let's ban thunderstorms. They're both disturbing to peace. <laughs> Actually, let's ban noise. Let's ban birds. They're also annoying. Did he type that in like um, alternating capital and small letters? Dude, let's ban thunderstorms. <laughs> that's the voice I read that that's, that's the sarcasm <laughs> font, right? <laughs> Good one, Ahmed. <laughs> let's ban... <laughs> I wouldn't mind banning thunderstorms. I'm sure there's a lot of people listening right now after last no! Saturday. They wouldn't mind banning okay, thunderstorms. Okay, yeah, that's true. But, you know, sometimes I like thunderstorms. You look yeah. out the window, it's a fun display. We'll put Garth Brooks on. <laughs> and the thunder, thunder rolls. rolls. Uh, they, yeah, you know, it's a lot of it's a lot of those. those. But I would say it's about 95% do not want fireworks banned. You can comment Taz and Jim on Facebook. Check that out. Remember to be listening between 8 and 9 o'clock on Monday, uh, all week long next week, for the code word for that contest we're launching, Rolling Stones in the UK. We could be sending you to London, England to see the Rolling Stones perform live with accommodation, flight, and spending money. Also next week, we have a... Uh, a annual tradition that is returning as we get closer to Father's Day. Hmm. Taz and Jim's dad bod pageant is back. Oh, yeah. We'll get you pumped up for that and give you all the details next week here on the show. This is the Taz and Jim podcast. Yes, they did it. The CFL and the players have come to uh, terms and they have agreed to go ahead. Green light for the preseason in the CFL to start. As of tonight. Here we go. And the Ticats will be playing at Tim Hortons Field this weekend. I think we need our Hamilton producer in the Y108 studios, uh, Ryan, to give us a little something here. Take it away, Ryan. 
Oski wee wee, Oski wah wah, holy Mackinac Tigers, eat them raw. Yeah, I'm yeah, going. baby. <laughs> you can't, I, we can't wait. We've been on the air in Hamilton for over two years now, and we have not been to a Tie Cats game yet, Ryan. You got to come, man. You got seasons, right? Oh, yeah. Nice. How long? Tell us about how you became a, such a big Tie Cats fan. Uh, I wasn't really into football until I got to college. I didn't really watch a lot of sports growing up. TSN was like never a channel that was on in my house or Sportsnet or anything like that. Uh, but when I went to college, I went to Niagara College, just like you, Jim. Yeah, buddy. And I started watching the Ticats games while I was there just because I kind of missed home a little bit, even though it wasn't very far from Hamilton in Welland. Uh, it was nice to just, you know, see home on TV, and then from there I started watching the games. Uh, when I moved back to Hamilton after school, I started going to games. I got season tickets, so I, I go every year with my dad, and it's just a great time. Sweet. Oh, what an awesome story, man. That's, that's pretty cool. And you and your pops, do you get decked out? Like, are you full Ticats gear, faces painted, shirts off? Not faces <laughs> painted, but we do have jerseys. I got him a custom one for his, his birthday uh, a few years back. Uh, it's got the number 14 on it because his birthday is the 14th. I was going to go with his birth year, but he was born in 1969, so I figured... Good I'd man! Do it it would have been perfect. Dude! <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean you were going to? That's the perfect. <laughs> He's a teacher, you know? Gotta keep it PG. <laughs> He's a Brian Adams fan. There's yeah. always an excuse. Loves the summer. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. So you and you and your dad will be going to the game. It's the Alouettes, right? Tomorrow? Yeah. First preseason game, it's going to be against the Alouettes. Were you a little nervous that it wasn't going to happen? I was. I was definitely a little bit nervous. I figured they were going to play at least some point this year, uh, but I was looking forward to going this uh, this Saturday tomorrow. Yeah, we uh, we keep hearing from everybody about what a party Ticats games are and how much fun it is to be there in person. We can't wait to experience it. And we can't wait to expose the Taz and Jim, the entire Taz and Jim listening area to the Hamilton Tiger Cats. We believe they should be the official, and they are, they are. We've made the call. They're the official CFL team of the Taz and Jim listening area. Oh, yeah, in your face, Argos. <laughs> Seriously, if you're in Kitchener-Waterloo, if you're in London, if you can hear us talking right now, yeah. you should be a Ticats fan. It's your team. And you should get in your car every once in a while and drive to Hamilton and experience what it's like to see a game. Or maybe we will be able to arrange transportation. That's something we'd like to get done, too. we got to start mm -hmm. having some uh, some road trips for our listeners who don't live in Hamilton to go and experience what it is to be a fan of the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Well, Ryan, we're excited for you specifically here that you and your pops, Mr. 69 himself, <laughs> <laughs> will be able to uh, to cheer on the Tiger Cats tomorrow at the Donut Box. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Definitely golf season, but we want to warn you it's also golf club stealing season. Uh-oh. I've heard from numerous people that their golf clubs have been stolen from their vehicles. Apparently, there's a rash of these thefts. What they're doing, if you have an SUV, do not keep your golf clubs in the back of your car. Or don't keep them in the back seat. They're going around with flashlights, shining them in the windows of cars. 
And if they see golf clubs, they smash the window, they take the clubs, and they're gone. Hmm. Happened to three different people I know over the past week. Because, yeah, I do keep my clubs in my car, but it's in the trunk, so you can't see it. If you had a hatchback, it'd be a different story, I guess. Yeah, if the clubs are visible, they're smashing Hmm. the windows, they're stealing the clubs. That is so annoying because I don't know how much money you can get. Well, actually, you know what? Uncle Gigi and stuff, you get a fancy driver. Sure. Yeah, that could, uh, yeah, that could, I could see I could entice some dirty thieves. Also, be aware of that. If you're buying clubs online, there's a chance that they've been stolen out of the back of someone's SUV. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ask the guy what he shoots. See, it's a very specific yeah. golfing question. Yeah. Ask him if he ever uses a hybrid or something. You know, and he'll be like, uh. <laughs> that would suck, though. It does suck. Somebody smashed my back window, not the back, back window, but the back passenger window a couple years ago. I parked it uh, downtown. And I had a bunch of booze in the trunk, like like scotch and, and a bunch of cans of beer. And uh, just, just in case of emergencies, you like to keep it back there, right? Yeah, flares and whiskey is what I keep in the back <laughs> trunk. But they, they, you know, it'd be one thing if they took the stuff, you know, and they smashed the window, took golf clubs, or they took the whiskey, whatever, and it was worth their time. But they took like two or three toonies out of the glove, comp- or sorry, out of the cup holder, and that's all it took. And it cost me a hundred bucks to fix a window. So they smashed your window for six dollars. Yes. You almost wish they took more out of principle, because then at least they got something. Other than $6. For $6, you would have paid them more than that not to smash your window. Yeah, yeah. At least I had the whiskey to drown my sorrows, but... Yeah, keep an eye out for that, because apparently it, it is happening a lot. Golf clubs getting stolen out of the back, back of a vehicle. And if you do buy a used set of clubs, maybe go through the bag. See if there's, like, uh, any sort of... ID that maybe somebody <laughs> has left in there. An old membership, you know, that's right. hanging on the side or whatever. Yeah, any indication that those clubs were stolen. I know that would suck. You buy clubs and, and they're stolen. You might want to call the cops and do the right thing. I don't know. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Sad news breaking yesterday. Actor Ray Liotta has passed away at age 67. I don't have a strong, big desire to be like major, major personality. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. It gave me an opportunity to fulfill a dream to work with Scorsese and De Niro. And- if you build it, he will come. You let your own daughter seduce me? Do you have any idea how much therapy you people need? I know what you're up to. I don't like it. It's not what I would have chosen for you. But it's your life. The story is just incredible. I mean, I thought it was one of the better things that Johnny did. It was really fun working on that. But you can't just walk in here. Yeah, I can. No, you can't. What's that? Because it's my house. You assume that I have a warrant, and I'll assume that your mother has papers, okay? We paid off cops. We paid off lawyers, we paid off judges. Everybody had their hands out. Everything was for the taking. And now it's all over. Mm. Ray Liotta, like the best gangster or FBI agent in movies. Just had that tough guy look, you know? I don't know what it was, but yeah, he just looks like a 
intimidating individual. Yeah, the eyes. Yeah. The, eye, the almost unblinking. You know what I mean? Like if he's staring he you stare, down. Yeah, he could give you a stare. You would be looking away pretty quick. I love like so many Ray Liotta movies, but I also say this may sound nerdy, but he he was one of the first big Hollywood actors to do a video game which was Grand Theft Auto Vice City. Right. Crushed it and like that was like set a precedent for video game voice acting which is now Features a ton of famous actors, but before he did it, it wasn't really a thing. I love that game, and he was awesome in it. Cruising around fake Miami yeah. with Ray Liotta quips and 80s music. You're basically acting out Goodfellas, but in the 80s. It totally. Awesome. It's like Scarface meets Goodfellas. Yeah, big time. Goodfellas has got to be the best gangster movie ever. Yeah. If not, yeah. if not the best movie ever. Yeah, Goodfellas and Casino are kind of on that same level for me. It's crazy that Ray Liotta didn't outlast Robert De Niro, Joe Pesci. I mean, hmm. uh, 67, pretty young to go. He was down in the Dominican Republic uh, currently filming a, a movie, and they haven't released the cause of death, but he did pass away in his sleep. Uh, we do know that, so hopefully he went peacefully there. Field of Dreams. Mm-hmm. He was Shoeless Joe Jackson in Field of Dreams. Copland underrated. If you I've never haven't, seen that. If you, you have not watched Copland no. with Sylvester Stallone? No. Awesome movie. Yeah, that's, that's one you got to check out this weekend if you want to go on a little Ray Liotta kick. Uh, Blow with Johnny Depp oh, he mentioned yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, any of those epic, sprawling, you know... Rolling Stones montage kind of <laughs> movies. Sure. Ray Liotta was perfect in them. Ray Liotta has passed away at age 67. Talking about the passing of Ray Liotta, Goodfellas, legend, actor, uh, has passed away at age 67. And he had that stare, like just a one-of-a-kind stare. He looked at you and it's like, oh boy. <laughs> You knew you were in for it. Mm -hmm. And we've got one of our Taz and Jim listeners who experienced the Ray Liotta stare in person. Tell us what happened, Johnny. Um, Yeah, it was actually, I was in Toronto. It was a U2 concert back in uh, 2005. And um, my mom was uh, standing by the gate. I went to go get some beers uh, with a couple friends. Uh, Walked back and she's like, who's that actor? You know, he's that... He's that gangster in all those movies. He's got those eyes. I'm like, Ray Liotta? He just walked past us. And I'm like, no way, Mom. Okay. We get to our seat. Sure enough, just directly in front of us, one seat over, I see these, this side face. I'm like, that's Ray Liotta. He's looking <laughs> back. He's assessing the crowd, and those eyes just kind of met mine. He turns around, uh, yeah. the c- crowd quiets yeah. <laughs> in the <laughs> middle of the concert. I almost turned to stone the second I saw those piercing. So you eyes. made eye contact with Ray Liotta. Did you wave at him or nod your head just say melt. hi? I quickly looked away as I could. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what we said. He's got, he's got that look where if he's interrogating you, you'd be inclined to tell him everything. Um uh, do you regret not saying something to him now? Uh, no. Um, Didn't I mean, want to bug him, eh? He was, yeah, he's sitting there with, you know, just like a little fleece coat on, you know, he's got a dad hat pulled down, you know, he's looking, like he's, but he's sitting right in the crowd with us, you know, we were a little side stage kind of, you know, but he's, it's not like he had any special seats or anything, he was just being low-key and enjoying a U2 concert. Ray Liotta's 
IMDb page looking at all the great movies he's done. But how about this? He's got three movies that we're currently filming. Not sure if his parts were completed in those um, or if he'll have to be replaced. But there is one movie that's currently in post-production on his IMDb page. It's going to be released in 2023. This could be Ray Liotta's final movie. It's called Cocaine Bear. We talked about this movie like two or three years ago when it was first being, it must have been shopped around back then or something like that. Here's the synopsis. It stars Carrie Russell and Ray Liotta, and it tells the story of a drug runner whose plane crashes with a load of cocaine that's found by a black bear who eats it. And then like terrorizes a town. Isn't that what it is? <laughs> Here comes a cocaine bear. That's why you think Coke bear and you picture a polar bear with the Coca-Cola, you know, sitting on an iceberg and chilling out. I was picturing like a, a husky man with a, with a beard. Uh, <laughs> Shirtless. The Coke bear. The Coke bear. those guys around. On the dance floor. <laughs> I swear to God, I may be crazy, I may be wrong, but I swear this is based on a true story. And that's why it was a news story. I could be wrong. Look it up right now. Cocaine bear based on Does Ray Liotta true... play, what's the over-under? Does he play the town sheriff or does he play the... The, the drug kingpin who wants his cocaine back from hmm. the bear. <laughs> or is he the bear? <laughs> yeah, because he's good. He's good at acting like he's on cocaine. Remember sure. the end of Goodfellas when oh, he, yeah. he thinks the helicopter's following him around? When he's driving? Yeah, yeah. He, he's got the dark circles under his eyes? Yeah, he, he was very believable as a coked out guy. Cocaine bear. It is inspired by the true story of an American black bear that ingested a duffel bag full of cocaine in 1985. <laughs> and it'll be one of the last films starring Ray Liotta. Oh, wow, man. man. What Cocaine a way to go out, though. bear. I hope it's good. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. A lot going on. We, we talked yesterday around this time about Top Gun being in theaters. I, I see some friends on Facebook went to see the movie last night. Mm-hmm. Everyone's loving it. Cool. They're saying it's fantastic. But if you don't want to go to the movie theater, you have some options at home as well. Uh, the new Stranger Things season drops today okay okay i lost interest halfway through season two but what was the one people are still into it did you see so you didn't see the one at the shopping mall that was the last oh, season that right was season two i think you saw season three. Oh, okay i didn't get through it it was okay i liked i liked uh, the first season uh second season meh third season okay but it's almost true to like what it's based on, which is like the movies of the 80s, where the first one would always be awesome, and then the sequels would just be passable. <laughs> yeah, the characters but, would all get way more annoying. Yeah, but they'd keep making them until they, they would squeeze every dollar out of the thing. Yeah, like how there's 17 Leprechaun movies. <laughs> the first one, a masterpiece. Jennifer a masterpiece. Aniston in her prime. <laughs> Speaking of uh, Leprechaun, you, you bring up Leprechaun, the um, trailer for the new Willow show oh, dropped. Oh, man, that was one of the, my favorite movies as a kid. Warwick Davis played the Leprechaun. He yeah. played played Willow in the original Willow movie, and now it looks really good. There's a, a series coming to Disney+. Plus. And speaking of Disney+, Plus, a lot of Star Wars fans have been waiting for this one, the new Obi-Wan Kenobi 
series drops on Disney+. Plus. They actually dropped it last night earlier than expected, around 9 p.m. So if you were one of those hardcores who just kept refreshing the, mm. uh, the home screen for Disney+, Plus, you got you to gotta treat. I know you're a big Star Wars guy, Taz, but are you a little Star wars out? I mean, we had the Mandalorian, then we had the Boba Fett, and now this one. Yeah, a, a little bit. It's are like you, the Marvel movies where there's just so much of it. Yeah. This does look good, though, because Darth Vader's in it. Yeah, yeah. You know, Obi-Wan Kenobi is a great character. Hopefully, they do him justice. Mm-hmm. The trailer looked amazing. I'll definitely watch it. I'm going to try and do the thing that I always say I, that I'm going to do, which is wait until all the episodes are released. They put the first two online yesterday, so you can watch episode one, episode two of mm-hmm. Obi-Wan, but then you got to wait till next week for another episode the week after. Okay. And, and I find when you lose momentum, when you can't sit there for eight hours in a row watching these things, you kind of... It's not the same. You don't get as excited. You don't get as into it, right? Yeah, yeah, there is something there is something special about binge watching. You feel kind of disgusted after you're done, but it is a great experience if you like like the show. Obi-Wan Kenobi is streaming right now. This is the Taz and Jim podcast. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.